Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. Futures are higher this morning. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Karen. U.S. futures are maintaining their gain since the last time we spoke. Dow futures currently higher by 87 points. S&P futures gain 10 and Nasdaq futures rise by 23. The U.S. 10 yield at 1.88%. In Europe, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain are higher by at least 1%. And global bond yields and crude futures are also trading higher this morning. On the U.S. economic front at 10 o'clock, wholesale inventories and at 10.30, energy inventories. After the Bellas night, Bill Ackman raised the possibility Valiant may sell its Bausch and Loam steak and Chipotle closed a Massachusetts restaurant after workers became sick. In other news, Rail CSX sees macroeconomic challenges persisting through 2016. Following some of your Wall Street upgrades and downgrades, Ross Stores cut to neutral at Goldman Sachs, FireEye raised to overweight over at Piper, BHP Bilton cut to hold at Jefferies, Yelp and Groupon cut the sell over at UBS. And finally, CBS raised to outperform over at Wells Fargo. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? Thanks, Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk Go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K-Go. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Have you considered all of your investment alternatives, non-traditional Asset classes and strategies may help you achieve your goals. Find out more at Invesco.com slash alternatives. Too short a time this morning with John Writing of RDQ Economics to go back X number of years John, to your great phrase. Where's the putting green? Well, just for Negative those who interest aren't, rates? Uh, just for those who aren't um, amongst, you know, Tom is referring back to 2004 yeah. piece when yeah. the Federal Reserve was raising rates at a quarter point of meeting and we argued that they, they, they were not getting close to, uh, the, the green. They were just starting off on the path of monetary neutrality. Look, we've, we've had one move and now we seem stalled by the Fed and, and by all, logic that the Fed's laid down in data dependency, they should be raising interest rates next week. But it would be such a shock to the markets, it's not in this Fed's DNA, I think, to do that. So um, we know the putting green's out there, but the <laughs> Fed has still uh, just uh, got out of the clubhouse <laughs> and is uh, it hit the ball once, maybe on the... And, I got to give that new headline to John's next essay. Are we on the golf course? (laughs) (laughs) This is, well, I mean, what have we gone from punch bowl to putting green to to, to golf course here? Um, You just don't want to be out of bounds. Uh, The economy is at least matching what the Fed said it would do uh, this year. Um, But the Fed is not matching what it said. It would do this year in terms of uh, of interest rates. Uh, we've talked a lot about the markets and the economy, uh, the markets and the Fed not being on the same page and having to come together. What about the Fed and its own forecast? Well, that that's the real challenge uh, next week. Look, any one move doesn't matter, but the Fed has laid out a path of raising rates about a quarter point per quarter uh, for at least the next two years, and then a little bit more after that. Uh, and we have to ask. Has the Fed laid out a new rationale for running monetary policy other than looking at the labor market and looking at the inflation numbers? You say labor market numbers, 4.9% unemployment. We've averaged 223,000 jobs per month over the last three months. 
on inflation. Core inflation is now 1.7%. It's not at the 1.3% level it was back in December. So the Fed, unless they roll out a new rationale, if they don't move next week, they should, on their own logic, but it seems very unlikely, they can't change that outlook too much except there's... If you look at the speeches by Stan Fisher, probably they'll lower the neutral rate of interest, the rest of the neutral rate of interest, nudge it down maybe a quarter point, maybe take one move out of that. But a radical move would require a radical new form of policy, something of the kind. I, I don't believe the argument, but the only person who's really laying out that case right now is Lyle Brainerd which is saying we can't have this great divergence between U.S. monetary policy and the ECB and the Bank of Japan. Now, I disagree with that view because I don't think we're a small open economy. We're a large, still relatively closed economy, and the U.S. should set monetary policy based on U.S. needs. But there's no one else really out there uh, in the Fed who's laying out a, a different way of looking at monetary policy. So I can't see how they change the dots too much. Well, what, uh, when do you think they act and uh, how uh, are they going to be at the end of the year forced to act more quickly? Uh, they could do. Um, I, I, if they don't move uh, next week, I, I think it's June. The problem with June is what happens on June 23rd. We have a vote. Uh, we have the Brexit vote. So you have another potential global thing for the Fed to worry about. Um, the markets are saying one move a year. The Fed saying one move per quarter, um, that is a, a, a huge divergence. And I really hope that those of you who are at the press conference next week ask, press the Fed on that divergence because it's not trivial. I want to talk to you about productivity. We spoke with Dominic Constam. He was at Cambridge. As you were at Sydney, Sussex. He was at St. John's. And he's adamant that this time is different. It's not a 1990s dearth of productivity before the technological progress of the Internet. There's something different now. Are, are, are you concerned about low productivity? And should it amend or adjust what Chair Yellen does? I'm very concerned about low productivity. We're running the lowest productivity growth over the last five years that we've done since 1980. And that was in the depths of a, of a, a really deep recession. Um, and without productivity gains, the wage increases that people uh, at the Fed and elsewhere in, in government want to see and workers want to see can only come at the expense of profits, which would undermine the expansion, or at the expense of higher inflation. There's no free lunch. You can't have higher wages and maintain profit margins and keep low inflation and have this low productivity right. growth. And <clears throat> for so long, pe pe going. people talk about the economy and slow growth and think it's a demand problem. We really have a supply-side problem, and we don't understand it. But as Stan Fisher said, it doesn't like its measurement error. Okay, you got to come back. We need a longer time with you at some point here. John writing for far too short a time uh, today with RD2, RDQ. Uh, economics, just fantastic. Uh, we're going to look at politics next. I believe there was a horse race yesterday. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Coming up, the With All Due Respect highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit Land Rover. Tristate.com for special offers during the only adventure sales event, Land Rover, above and beyond. <laughs> 